Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Do you ever see a successful woman on your feed or in a magazine and think, wow, it must be nice to have it so easy? Well, think again. Behind that glossy cover or smiling face is a ton of hard work, countless failures, and endless learning experiences. I'm Rebecca Minkoff, and I'm here to tell you that success isn't a walk in the park. It takes grit, resilience, and a willingness to take risks. That's why I created Superwoman, a podcast that peels back the varnish and gets into the nitty gritty of what it takes to make it as a woman in today's world. From luminaries and game changers to women you've never heard of but should, this podcast is here to inspire you to take your next leap, no matter how daunting it may seem. We'll explore the sacrifices these women have made, the highs and lows they've experienced, and the lessons they've learned along the way. So if you're ready to be inspired and learn from some of the most successful women out there, join me on Superwomen. Together, we'll uncover the stories behind the successes and prove that with hard work, determination, and a little bit of luck, anything is possible. Hey everyone, you're listening to Superwomen. Today's guest is my dear friend and Pilates wingwoman, Drea Murphy. She and I bonded this summer a ton, but what I'm so excited about is what she is launching. She has two companies, not one, by Drea, which is an incredible membership community that just launched, sharing all the recs and all the amazing things that she has curated as her incredible experience has given her, as well as the Elise Collective, which specializes in brand experiences, partnerships in the wellness and lifestyle space. Guess what, everyone? She's worked with businesses like Google, One Hotels, The Four Seasons. So she knows her shit. You should take a listen to hear about how she launched her company, the challenges she's overcome, the things she's had to do that have set her back that literally and figuratively hindered her career. Take a listen. So welcome. We're not in a Pilates class. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, First of all, I'm so happy to see you. It's been so way too long. To see you. I know. And I'm excited to dive into everything Drea. I can't wait. Um, so for those listening, Drea and I met a couple of years, like a couple of years ago, a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. then reconnected a year ago when I was enormously pregnant <laughs> and then hung out a bunch this summer as you, if you follow me or her, you, annoyingly, we were in <laughs> lots of Pilates uh, pictures together. Yes. And... You have an exciting and interesting story, so I'm excited to tell it. So tell me, like, you moved to New York, and where yes. where, where where from? Here we go. Okay, so I am originally from San Francisco. Okay, 
And, um, you know, before I officially moved to New York City, I interned the summer before I graduated college and knew I had to get back to New York. Um, I didn't know What did you intern doing? So I interned in fashion PR um, at Giorgio Armani and Bottega Veneta. So got my feet wet in some big fashion brands and knew I had to get back. So when I graduated college, I had to figure out how to get to New York because the PR jobs, you know, they wanted you to interview and start the next day. Yeah. Um, so I went to my parents and I asked for a loan and I said, you know, I need to, I need to get on the ground and start interviewing. So I got a loan from my parents and I How moved. much was the loan? Ooh, how much was the loan? That's a yeah. good call. I think my rent at the time was under 2K and was for six months. Okay. So and buffer a little bit for food. Okay. Okay. So like, <laughs> but like three k a month. Yes. Okay. Um, but only six months, and you know, my dad made me promise not to use my credit card <laughs> much, uh, in terms of you know getting into any sort of debt. And I moved cross country. I knew one person, and I had a loan from my parents. Who was that person? Uh, her name was Carly Press. It was like a friend of a friend. Okay. So I didn't even really know her well. It was more of a connection through um, like a family member. Okay. And I hit the ground running. I started interviewing. Actually, the day I moved to New York, I was thinking about this. I actually I got a job that day. What? Um, For- freelance. Freelance. Okay, but rewind. Yes. You moved to New York. You knew one person. But how did you get the job interview? Uh, well, from when I was interning, okay. um, I really tried to like, you know, meet people, hustle, network. And when I made the decision to move back, you know, I emailed anyone I knew okay. or had met, passed my resume. Um, and my first job actually was at Paul Wilmot Communications. Oh, my God. Yes. Which I have so many dear friends from there. I was only there for a short amount of time because it was freelance and I really needed a full-time gig. But it was freelance right before New York Fashion Week. So I could get overtime, right? So I was working around the clock uh, for $10 an hour. Yep. <laughs> um, and, you know, just hustling yep. and trying to meet people, do a good job, um, you know, uh, it was on six or seven different brands. Um, and like I said, I really needed a full-time gig for, you know, insurance and a little bit more of a, a steady situation and ended up getting um, a true first assistant job at Calvin Klein. So I went to Calvin Klein, um, was PR assistant for women's and men's. Wow. Technically, it was a two-person job. Um, but Most jobs are. Most jobs are. I mean, two-person in terms of both departments. Yeah, it yeah. was 10 yeah. other uh, jobs in itself. And then I went to Ralph Lauren, and it was kind of a, a little bit of a lateral move s- still in PR. And then I went to Topshop, um, which was a bigger jump. You know, they were launching in the U.S. Um, it was like the height of, you know, Topshop. Was that when they were doing all their collabs? Yes. Okay. All the collabs opening, you know, in Soho and on Fifth Avenue. Um, I would go to London Fashion Week. Oh, my God. Topshop, um, I felt like, was like such a... I don't know. Everyone had to have it and had to have the collaborations and wait in line. And like, I just remember it being yes. such a, even before H&M started doing Absolutely. That stuff. And the CEO had just come from Burberry. And so he was pushing the envelope around um, anything digital. And it's really where I got the digital bug. I remember we did a shoppable runway with Google Plus and no one was doing that at the time, right? And it was kind of, ooh, what is this? Um, And then I took a little bit. So I was there and learned so much, but you kind of get in these roles and you're like, where can I go from here? Fashion PR is, you know, you can only get so creative and you're responding to London. You don't have that much freedom. And 
you know, I took a little bit of a unique, um, scary move in a way to go to a startup. Again, this was, you know, back in 2013, 2014, when, you know, the word startup wasn't as glamorized, right? It wasn't as exciting. It was a little bit more scary. And it was a fashion tech startup. And I was their head of comms and I got to really build the brand and get everyone from my network in the fashion community on board. Yeah. And that was an incredible experience. Um, it was the only one that had any sort of fashion background there. So I, I like to say I walked in in heels and, you know, all the engineers and, um, you know, developers were kind of like, what is going on? Yeah. Um, incredible. I really, really drank the Kool-Aid. And one day I walked into work and it, we were told that it was everyone's last day. Oh, my God. So they ran out of money. You know, they didn't actually, but I think they were going to, and they okay. were really smart about it. But at the time, 2015, I was young. I, you know, felt like this was my brand or my company. I was devastated, right? I really didn't and know what to do. And you would something stable for it. Exactly. Right. And I really didn't know what to do. I was like, oh my God, what, where am I going to go from here? And, you know, I got laid off on a Thursday and I had an event on Saturday for the brand, actually at the Surf Lodge in Montauk. And and the brand was keeping the event even though they had laid everybody off? So it was my decision to continue to do the event. Okay. And I want to tell – I think it's important to tell that story because, you know, I – my relationships and my network are everything. Yeah. And to me, it was really important to follow through. Success wasn't the point, but it was – I had people coming in for it. The brand, you know, the venue had planned for it. And so I did the event. It was a great success. And then the owner and operator of Surf Lodge was like, let's do this again. Let's make this a series. And so I kind of had to have that conversation, which led to her asking me to consult wow. there for the summer, you know, that day. Wow. And, of course, I jumped at it. Didn't know even know what that meant, to be honest. <laughs> and, but I want to stop there. You didn't yeah. know what it meant, and you said yes. Mm -hmm. So what what in your gut said, I don't know what I'm doing here. What does this even mean? But yes, obviously, you needed the work and the job. But mm -hmm. what what sort of – what groundwork had you laid with yourself and experience-wise that allowed you to sort of just say yes? You know, I don't even know if I knew at the time, honestly. Yeah. Thinking back, I think it was more – I just did this successful event. I could do this again, right? I can figure it out. Let's figure it out. Yeah. And from there, uh, you know, I worked on an incredible project with Google. And I'll never forget, you know, meeting this this woman who became such a mentor to me and is now still a great friend. Um, you know, she asked me who my other clients were. And I had a moment of panic. I was like, do I lie here? Do I tell her the real deal? And I ended up just kind of going in with my story. And she was like, great, I'm starting a new division. I need help. Come in for a meeting in September and let's chat. Wow. And she ended up uh, hiring me in September. And so that was then, you know, second kind of client. And that's when I really realized, like, I need to work for myself. Yeah. Again, don't know what that means. And I stress, like, this was – 2015 when there wasn't an influx of consultants, right. right? Working for yourself wasn't a thing. Right. You know, people weren't talking about it. There was no roadmap. You know, I had to figure out how to LLC myself, <laughs> you know, and also how to keep myself afloat. You know, I think it's important to also get into you know, I didn't have any sort of financial security. That summer I ended up 
Airbnb in my studio apartment. And because I had already had some crazy share house out in Montauk that allowed me to really like, you know, work out there. And I wanted to save up money because I didn't want to go back to a nine to five corporate fashion job. Right. I knew I didn't want to do that, but I didn't know what the uh, the opposite meant yet. But you knew that by being out there, your apartment and your rent is covered. Hopefully you're pocketing a little bit of cash in your illegal Airbnb. Yes. Um, were you able to make connections and figure out like you're sort of at this point, like jumping from like mm-hmm. just making it, I'm assuming to just making it. Oh, yeah. I was. I don't even know if I was making just making it. Um, but I knew this was an opportunity to hustle, to network yep. and to save money. Yeah. So what was your next step from there? My next step from there was really figuring out what I wanted to do and how I was going to do it and asking for a little bit of help. I, Looking back, I wish I asked for a little bit more help. Um, you say asking for help to who? Friends, family? To maybe industry. industry people that could give me a little bit more of advice. I kind of just like ran with it and told the people I knew, which, um, you know, escalated and – you know, I was very heavy in PR because that's what I just came off. Um, but it was really important to me to only work with brands and founders that I truly believed in. I'll never forget. I had a couple meetings where I had two different brands that had legit budgets. And I remember, you know, taking a step back and being like, do I actually want to go to my fresh network and stand behind these brands if I personally don't feel invested. And it was hard in the beginning. Uh, looking well, back. Yeah, you're like trying to pay your rent and eat. And you're like, I'm going to say no to all this cash. Right. But yeah. I think it's the best thing I ever did. Of course. But in that moment, it's oh, like, yeah. do I do I eat or do I just stay true 100%. Myself? Yeah. Um, so the hustle was so real. I mean, it's so real today um, as it well. It never ends. It never ends. But I think that's how I've always – um, been able to build an authentic brand personally and professionally. Yeah. Which I I'm really agree. proud of. Yeah. Really proud of. I look back at the time we just took the money and it was bad moves. You know, it's tough though. It it's, is tough. It's really tough. Yeah. And so, you know, I think a lot of times too, the, the cooler niche brands, they don't have budget, right? You feel passionate about building them, but you also have to be, you have to be smart too. Yep. All right. So it's 2015. Mm-hmm. You have two clients. Yes. You're living in the surf lodge. <laughs> yeah. Where do you go from Not here? living in the surf lodge, but <laughs> living um, near it. Yes. Um, I mean, from there, I just started building my client roster. That's actually where I got really in, started getting into wellness, right? So this is before wellness was a trend and it was buzzy and everyone wanted to be part of it. Um, you know, I had a small fitness studio client in the West Village that I really loved and building that up. You know, I had a lot of small brands that, again, I felt really passionate about. Um, and it kind of went from there. So fast forward, you know, eight years later, Elise Collective, you know, has worked with some of the biggest well-known wellness brands in the country. Let's drop those names, girl. (laughs) You can't just say biggest names. I mean, you know, everyone from One Hotels to Athletic Greens to Chroma to the Four Seasons, you know, doing projects with all these types of bigger names was incredible. And it allows me to also work on the smaller brands and launch them, um, which is really exciting. And now, you know, really specializing in brand experiences. So shifting the business a little because what I like to do has shifted, right? And so now being able to specialize in brand partnerships, uh, wellness programming, retail curation, events, and putting a lot of like-minded brands together. Yeah. 
is is really exciting. So how did you sort of you fast forwarded through mm-hmm. a lot of years? That was yes. too many. That okay. was eight years. Yes. But that's we're gonna we're gonna go to we're gonna go to present time. Okay. Um You've worked in and named, you know, some of the most prestigious and well thought of brands in the world. How have you managed to continue to grow that? Mm-hmm. And what sort of secrets will you divulge into like the actual servicing these clients? They're they're not um easy, I would say, right? No. They have high expectations. So how have you sort of carved out your niche? Through my network, truly. I feel looking back, I think all of my business, almost every single client has come through a referral. Right. And that's just a testament of my network, really. And staying consistent with them and building relationships and cultivating those relationships. Yeah. And having my work really stand for itself. Yeah. I, you know, I think one of the things I need to work on is selling myself better. Um, but, you know, I love to kind of just show this is what I've done. Yeah. And this is what you know, I could potentially do for you, but I don't believe in the up in the air proposals of X, Y, and Z. It's more about let's look at the results. Yeah. And I think the hustle, I mean, you know, I think the hustle is every day Yeah. and you're doing things that maybe you don't really want to do or you're um, sacrificing certain things, you know, financially um, to take on a project that you, th- you know, long-term will give you credibility and will lead to something else. Um, I think also, you know, in the beginning, I lent so much of my time, you know, at no cost, which we've talked about a lot, which is no more. But I think it's also important to, um, you know, pay your dues, right? I mean, when you're new, you got to prove yourself. And I think I spent a lot of years proving myself. Um, And I think I wasn't looking for the quick the quick out or to make the easy buck. Right. I think I want to underline that because I think that we're, I mean, so many young people that are like the instant gratification or I need to be paid for exactly what I'm doing and no more. And it's sort of like, that's not the way it works. You got to prove yourself. And sometimes that means you don't get the money right away or you take the pay cut or Mm -hmm. you don't get the immediate raise because you're going to show that you can do the work. Exactly. And I do think long-term, the long game play is really important. Yeah. And I say that to clients, I said to myself, you know, if you want a flash in the pan kind of success, that's not going to build your brand over time. Exactly. And I think what I do really well is building a true brand in the right way. Yeah. Um, and that does take time. It takes time. Yeah. It takes time. Totally. So you mentioned wellness. Yes. I know you intimately. So I know that you are obsessed with everything <laughs> that's going into your body, supplements, mm-hmm. um, workouts, Pilates, like what got you into that space and... Uh, why is it important? So I think I've always inherently been been into it just because I've always worked out and movement has been such a big part of my life. I think when I started dipping my toe into working in it, I realized my true passion because I wanted to do it professionally and personally. And, you know, the older I got, the more important I saw um, that being. And I think... I think I'm one of those wellness girls, though, that – I love how you call yourself a wellness girl. I mean, I, I mean, when I was thinking about this, I was like, I'm the wellness girl that drinks martinis <laughs> and eats french fries. Right. As well as, you know, works out almost every day and, you know, does the matcha and takes care of themselves. And I think that's really important. Um, I'm jumping around a little bit. but. 
the balance is really important to me and that's always how I've lived. And I think when I saw, you know, the wellness industry come up and there being such a a barrier to entry is really kind of why I felt so passionate to start by Drea, which we'll talk about in a little bit, because I wanted to share everything I learned and the recommendations to kind of allow people to find it more approachable. Yeah. And also to know that they can eat the French fries and drink the martini and still care about their wellness routine. I think right. that's really important. I think the extremes, I really am not on board with. And I think we're bombarded with those a lot of the time. Yeah. No, I I think we also bombard ourselves. Like absolutely, I put myself on a no this, no that, and then mm-hmm. I get miserable, and then I freak out, and I go the other way. Exactly, and you know, mental health, right? I think what I realized, um, and I still have to remind myself today, is for my mental health, I need to move my body. Yeah, and when I don't, I suffer. Yeah. That is my meditation, and you know, I share that a lot because. It's been a game changer for me. And it doesn't mean I need to go to a 50-minute class. Even just taking a a five-minute walk. We call them sandy walks in my office. Like, do you need a sandy walk? Let's let's go do it. I talk about walking all the time as a form of sanity. Like, don't bring your phone. Go outside. Look at the buildings. Look at people. Exactly. It does wonders. It does wonders. Yeah. So I need that for my mental. Forget physical. It's (laughs) incredibly great for that. But mentally – you know, just feeling good and noticing the difference yeah. is, I mean, makes all the makes all the difference. It makes a huge difference. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So what is Bydria? Bydria. I mean, I know what it is, but yes. tell, tell everybody. So Bydria started as a passion project. That's okay. quickly so turned into a business. You have all these you have all these clients, and yes. they're like, let me add to this. <laughs> let me add to this. Okay. Um, and I've had a business or two in between there as well. Oh, my gosh. Um, but Bydria started as really a passion project that soon turned into a business, but I wanted a creative outlet to share everything I've learned. Like, let's, you know, share the knowledge. Um, I have access. I've been in the industry for a decade. What works? What doesn't? What's going to save you um, time? And what's worth your money? Yeah. So really sharing my recommendations around products and experiences. Um, and, you know, it's evolved, right? We have something really exciting launching. Um, you can share it because... Oh, yes. It's going it, to be... It's yes. already, it, we just launched it. We just launched it. So... Launched membership. <laughs> Rebecca, you're one of our founding members. I am. Yes, of oh my course. God. Oh my God. Um, but the membership is really, you know, a collection of tried and trusted products and experiences for women who want to save time and know what's worth the money. And, you know, every week you will get an email to your inbox of curated collections. You'll get 
curated gifts with Bydri approved brands, um, access to invite only events, Bydri quarterly events. Ex- what are we doing at these events? Exclusive discounts. The events can vary. So sometimes there'll be a workout. Sometimes there'll be um, a thought leadership panel to learn about, um, you know, longevity or, you know, how to meditate or cleanse different things in the wellness world. Kind of everything that I want to share with you guys. Right. So let me ask you this. Um, how have you managed as a as a now two-person show? Mm-hmm. To have the clients service them all the work that it takes to create these experiential mm-hmm. events and you're launching this new facet to Bydria. Mm-hmm. How have you how have you managed to sort of spread yourself and what have you said, okay, I'm no longer the best at this, someone take it? Mm-hmm. Well, I think the best one of the best traits of an entrepreneur is to know what you don't know and to bring in experts that are an expert in their field. So, you know, the best thing I did when I started Elise Collective is I found this incredible accountant who has been with me from day one. And, you know, that's getting into like a little bit of logistics, but having someone that handles all of that type of thing is a game changer, right? I don't have to think about it. I know what's going on. She knows everything that's going on um, with my businesses. which is incredible. I now have a business advisor. You know, I've had incredible managers and assistants under me. And, you know, I think an evolving team is important, but I also, I also am, it's hard. I'm, I'm grateful that everything is intertwined, but it's also a challenge because then I feel like I never turn off fully. Yeah. Um, we talk about this a lot, especially in the summer, right? We're, we're going to events. It's work. It's fun, right? But it's also work. Um, I was trying to explain to my accountant how it was work. And they're like, mm, I yeah. don't know. And I was like, actually, it's work. We are working when we're out there. It looks all yeah. fun and glamorous. And like we get to go to parties. But we're you and I are very much there to like yes. meet that next contact, get that next whatever mm-hmm. it is. And or, you have to be on. Yeah. It's very different than just, you know, sitting with your girlfriend and having wine. You're on. Yeah. Um, and you are your brand. Right. Um, you can relate to that more than anyone. Yeah. I mean, you, you built this incredible brand, plural bl- brands, and you know it's you're almost doing yourself a disservice, obviously, if you're not a reflection of your brand, obviously. And I think that has been really important. And it, it's also been incredible because so much of what I do with Elise Collective, because I started it being really personally connected, has you know blended with Bydria. Yeah. Uh, so they get to work together, which is really cool. So I want to go back for a second. You mentioned movement is really important to you. Yes. You had a setback mm-hmm. in your movement journey when I you did. busted your knee. Yes. In a Ugh. big way. Big setback. Yes. So I want to go there if you're okay with it. Sure. And, and tell me how you got through that moment, what the challenges were, mm-hmm. and like how that might have hindered your trajectory personally, professionally. Yeah, it was a it was a dark time. So I tore my ACL, had a tibial spine fracture, and meniscus tear in my knee. And those are a lot of big body part words, but you you fucked up your knee. Yes, I (laughs) fucked up my knee majorly, and could not do any sort of movement or walk or walk. Right, couldn't walk my dog. Machi was on crutches. and if anyone's listening and you live in New York, crutches are not your friend. No. You you can't not walk and live in New York. It's very no. hard. Yeah. It's so hard. And it was a dark time because all of a sudden I had to – all of a sudden my tool, my number one tool for my mental health was 
gone. Right. And I had to go back into my quote unquote toolbox and figure out how I was going to get through this. Yeah. And you have to do it yourself, right? No one, you know, my mom came to take care of me. I had friends visit. That's all great, but it's, it's internal. And so, you know, I looked at a few different tools, right? Journaling, um, meditation, not for me. And I had to really do so much self-reflection and really lean into therapy to get myself through it. Wow. And I'm not going to lie. It was hard. It was yeah. so hard. Um, that was my outlet. I had no outlet. Right. No release. Right. And, you know, it, it's a long injury. I mean, even today, you, I mean, you know, we were doing Pilates this summer. It's like my knee still hurts today. Yeah. But I think through this process, what it really taught me was – gratitude in a bigger way. I've always had gratitude, right? But I, my gratitude practice now is such a, it's just so much more important. When I walk out that door and I'm able to walk my dog to go get my matcha, the small things, yeah. I do not forget that I couldn't do that, you know, eight months ago. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's made me stronger mm-hmm. and been able to really be more present and really take in those small moments because that's truly what life's about is those small moments. Totally. Well, I'm not glad that it happened to you, <laughs> but to be able to gain from that is so valuable. And so I feel valuable. Like every challenge or every setback usually ends with a gain. Absolutely. Usually. Absolutely. Um, so let's talk personal life. You are yes. a workaholic. How has that <laughs> informed your personal life? Uh, you know, I am a workaholic, but I'm also – I also make time for fun. Yeah. Um, you know, I think what's challenging is so much of my – Work life is my personal life. Yeah. And so, you know, I think finding time to really shut off has been challenging, but I've gotten better at it. Yeah. You know, taking those times for yourself, whether it be a workout class where you're not hosting someone or showing someone a new studio or method um, and really being able to have proactive downtime. I think that's something I've gotten really clear on, especially this last year, is proactive downtime. And that's not, you know, you're exhausted or hungover on the couch watching TV. That's like you feel good and you're doing something for you. Yeah. Um, And that could be just watching Bravo and ordering takeout. You yeah. know, um, but that also could be, you know, going to acupuncture and making it very meaningful, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to walk there and I'm going to do, I'm going to listen to a podcast and I'm going to do this, you know, time for myself. So what excites you now? You've just launched by Drea. Membership is soaring. Yes. I'm so excited. We're like watching the numbers pick up <laughs> as we see. Um, it's so exciting because um, it's what I love doing. Yeah. And I'm so grateful for so many of the brands that, you know, believed in me from day one and are on board, which is – it's so exciting because – and I also think the in real life community yeah. is incredible. Yeah. Right? I didn't even think about that as one of the main points of this membership, but so many people want to learn and be around like-minded um, people. Yeah. That that they can learn from and relate to. Yep. So in honor of launch, yes. you have something special for the listeners. <gasps> Absolutely. Anyone who enters promo code SUPERWOMAN. Or SUPERWOMEN. Yes. Or okay if you're a terrible speller. <laughs> will be able to be a founding member of Bydria. Yes. Along with Rebecca Minkoff here. And you get some special perks. Okay. Yeah. Well, I and love good the, perks. I love the mystery. Yes. <laughs> so my last two questions for you, which I ask most of my guests, um, is what would we be surprised to know about you? Ooh, 
surprised to know about me. I mean, I think I already divulged it earlier, but I mean, I eat French fries and I drink alcohol and I very much have a balanced diet when it comes to indulging. I think sometimes when you work in wellness, people think it's just green juice and you're plant-based and um, you're healthy all the time. So what you're saying is you eat hamburgers? Yes, absolutely. Oh my gosh. Have you had the burger at Raf's? It is next level. Next level. Um, And without the bun or with? Oh, with the bun. Okay. With the bun. I know. We got to get gluten-free bun for you. Yeah, I know. Um, No, I mean, it's just – it's all about balance. Um, I think people would be surprised by that. I'm trying to think what else. Um, There's got to be something else because you already already killed the French fries and martini. I know. I already already did that. I think something that people might be surprised about is that I'm not always as – confident and I don't give myself the same self-love that I like to share with others. Yeah. And that's something I'm I'm definitely working on. I think one of my challenges through past businesses even is not being so secure in my worth and not knowing my value. Yeah. And that is something you've helped me with and that is something I'm overcoming now. Yeah. And I think really, you know, leaning into, you know, my, my truth and my confidence and, and it being okay to say no. And I think that's so hard. It's been so hard and it, for years and it's still challenging, even if that means, you know, losing potential income or potential client. I think getting really true and clear with what makes me happy, but also, Knowing, knowing my worth. Yeah. I think in the past I didn't. And yeah. so I didn't surround myself with people that also brought me, brought me up and other women that wanted to, to support me. I'm so glad you shared that because it is a constant thing that so many of us are working on, even though you see the name and you think all these things and it's like, nope, still got to believe that I'm mm-hmm. worth it. And you got to do the work. Yeah. It's hard work too. It's messy. It's painful. It's it's not fun work, but it's probably the most rewarding work. Right. And I think for for all of us primed, especially with social, for the likes and for the – Oh, God. Right? All that, you want that. So you in real life, you if you say no to something, you don't get the like or whatever it is, it makes it harder. So much harder. Yeah. Well, thank you for getting vulnerable with me there. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think also our relationship has helped me so much. I mean, you are such an inspiration to me and, you know, giving me not only opportunities, but um, the confidence to really go after what I want. And I think you need friends like that in your life. You need women um, in business. To challenge each other. To challenge you. Yeah. Um, and to believe in you. Yeah. I think I spent a lot of my career not surrounding myself with those types of people. Yeah. And, you know, I tried to champion that and pass that forward as much as I can. Yeah. I love that. We definitely need to find those people that challenge us in a good way, in a positive way. In a positive way. Yeah. Absolutely. What would you like to leave listeners with Either advice you learned or someone gave to you that you felt was helpful. So I think I learned this advice initially from my mom. My mom, who you know, actually. I love your mom. (laughs) Shout out to Donna Murphy. Um, She wakes up smiling, right? She is vibrant and happy and loves people. And, you know, she has always taught me that mindset is everything. Yeah. And it's something that I still work on um, and I need 
to remind myself every day. But, you know, mindset is everything. You can change your mindset with a quick sanity walk, with a good night's sleep, um, you know, with simple things, drinking more water, you know, journaling, the things that make you happy, just blasting a song. I think like changing your mindset is so powerful mm-hmm. and you have to remember that. Yeah. And another thing is go at, go the extra 10%. Yeah. I was thinking back in my career and there's so many times that I went the extra 10%. For example, how we started, I did that event for the brand that had just fired me. Right. And I did it because it was my network and I did it for me. Mm-hmm. And that led me to another opportunity. Right. To a client, to X, Y, and Z. You don't get there by quietly quitting. No, you do not get there by phoning it in. By quietly quitting. I love that. And it can be as simple as a handwritten thank you note card. Yeah. But I think showing up when you're not expected to show up goes a long way. Yep. I fully agree with that. And I love that as your as your advice because I think again, we're in an age of laziness and people just wanted to like do what what the box says. And that's not anyone who wants their own business, you don't get to do what the box says. No. You have to put in that hard work. Yeah. And if you're smart you, you know, can use other people's experiences and, you know, opportunities to, you know, benefit yourself. Yeah. Um, but you got to put in the work. Yeah. Love that. So where can everyone um, sign up for Bydria? <gasps> Bydria.com. Okay. B-Y-D-R-I-A. Um, and you can follow me on Instagram at Drea Murphy. Okay. And if you're a client listening. Yes. Elise Collective. Elise Collective with an A. A-L-I-S-E, collective. Perfect. So I'm curious because you are the guru (laughs) of incredible recommendations. And I have a little series called In Her Skin, dot, 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 care, um, in partnership with Augustinus Botter. No pressure. But what (laughs) what is your favorite skincare? Well, good thing I love their face oil. That just worked out, didn't it? I know. Kismet. (laughs) Um, Skincare. Oof. I love this question. And I'm always testing so many different things. Um, but I'm really loyal because I know what works uh, for me. Actually, I started using, since the Female Founder Collective retreat, we were on by Bareface, their toning pads. Yeah. Love their toning pads. Okay. Um, Symbiome, their answer serum, which I think I've gifted you before. Mm-hmm. It is truly like Botox in a jar. Oh, my gosh. And I haven't done Botox yet. So, um, yes, it's, it's Symbiome. The wow. stem cell media in there. Um, I love Augustine Botter's uh, face oil. I know in the winter time. In here, the winter, especially right like now, gusts and it hits you, and you're just like, I'm protected. Oh my gosh! And at night, I do it with like a gua sha. It's such a good self care moment. Yeah. And you know, I love the Fortuna Skin Exfoliator. Just doesn't strip my skin. Yeah. Those are kind of my key ones right now. I love that. My daughter has stolen all of my Fortuna that you gave me. Stop. It is in her oil routine. <gasps> I love that. I yes. love that. Yes. Well, I have some new goodies for you oh, today. Good. I need to get restocked because I'm like, it's clean. It's healthy. It's not going to disrupt her hormones. We're no. Good. And she takes it all. And I'm like, well, at least <laughs> it's going to good use. Well, it's also hard to find an exfoliator that doesn't strip your skin, especially yeah. in the winter. Yeah. And their new one is... So incredible. Oh, good. So incredible. I'm excited to try. I know. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Um, oh, I also, I also, you know, I love a matcha. And I do. I love a Chroma Beauty Matcha with their um, collagen protein. Yep. Um, I'm trying to think what else. What else so is you like really. So believe skin is, is, is internal and external. 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, not to get into it, but I stopped drinking coffee mainly because I figured out I was allergic um, to the coffee beans. And it was just it, that type of caffeine was, you know, spiking my anxiety, which I already have. And it was also doing just terror to my skin. Yeah. And I noticed because I love coffee. I love a cappuccino. And now it's more of a treat. But when I get off my routine and um, I notice it in my skin. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. Oh, my God. Everything. Yes. If I eat gluten, my skin is terrible. It just is like puffy and I feel like I get a wrinkle each time I eat yes. a croissant. I, I know. And electrolytes are really important. That's yes. kind of another thing I've been really um, implementing into my routine. Yeah, for sure. You can't get hydrated with just water, everybody. You really can't. And you it. have to be careful on what electrolytes you use because so many have tons of sugar. I know. Tons of sugar. I know. Perfect Amino makes a great one. Yes. Perfect Amino has the best one. <laughs> <laughs> not and sponsor. they're not sponsored. And they're amino acids. Yeah. You know, your brother gave me the amino acids um, when I was on crutches. Oh, that was smart. So smart. I'm taking 20 pills a day. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But seriously, because I told can't me. get enough protein. I. It's a whole other podcast. Whole, uh, whole other podcast. We need a whole <laughs> other hour for that. Thank you so much for having Thanks me. Thanks for being on. I just wanted to thank you guys for listening to today's episode. I also want to ask you to rate and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts. I know it's a pain in the butt, but it actually helps with search and algorithms. So if you love this podcast, it is an easy way to get it more visible and out there. I also want you to follow me on Instagram at Rebecca Minkoff at RM Superwomen and be sure to check out my book, Fearless, The New Rules for Unlocking Creativity, Courage, and Success. Thank you again and you will hear from me next week.